Sports Talk of Chicago, 1690 WBON. I'm your host, Curtis R. Monday. You can't stop the hustle. Even if you tried, you couldn't stop it. Call me in the studio at 773-591-1690. That's 773-591-1690. I want to hear from you. We have a great show lined up for today here on the Urban Business Roundtable. Coming up at about 935, 935, we have D-Tut. She's the founder of DTRS Enterprise and the creator of Savale. So, God, please know, I, I want to make sure I pronounce that correctly because I know how it is when uh, you create a brand and create something and you want it done right. So let's make sure um, uh, I board up engineer them by the time she comes on that I have the correct pronunciation correctly. But I think it's pronounced uh, Savale, a tropical rum cocktail. So she's. Uh, in the spirits industry and a female African-American female doing the thing. And so she's going to be joining us today. And at 920, we have Daniel uh, Polotsky. He's the chief executive officer of CoinFlip. The show is called the Urban Business Roundtable. It's a show created to the creation and growth of the urban entrepreneur and small business owner. We got three primary goals here on UBR. One, we want to redefine the word urban and help the urban community leverage their purchasing power. Uh, two, we want to be a resource for the creation, sustaining, and growth of small businesses and entrepreneurship everywhere. Uh, and then three, we want to be able to provide small business owners and entrepreneurs access to capital and help them grow their businesses. You can listen to the Urban Business Roundtable live every Saturday morning here on WVON from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And you can catch the condensed recap on Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Thursdays at 6.05 p.m. here on WVON. Yeah, it's been all about the game changers the last couple of weeks. We have been celebrating uh, our past alumni of the 40 game changers um, uh, fraternity gathering, brotherhood, sisterhood, just a group of individuals who are just changing the climate in their local industries, in their local communities through business and their philanthropy and, and sharing their talents. And um, this coming Monday or Tuesday, actually, we'll record um, the induction or celebration of the new inductees into the 40 Game Changers. And the 40 Game Changers is brought to you uh, this year by our good friends over uh, at BMO Harris Bank. And so I have the opportunity to, to spend time with them uh, this week, and I'm excited about that. You can catch me, Curtis R. Monday, and follow me on all social media, on Facebook, that's Curtis R. Monday, on IG, Instagram, that's C Monday. Uh, you can call my office at 708 647 one zero zero five that's seven zero eight six four seven one zero zero five to get your financial house in order still very good with insurance and finances folks in addition to real estate but for the insurance and financial purposes let's get together and let's talk about it. let's get your house in order got a new year coming up new year coming up i think by the next time i talk to you guys we, we would already been in 2021 and have started the new year um and uh hopefully hopefully a a new beginning for a lot of us and so, again, I'm looking to, to partner with you guys if you're serious about it. You can pick up my book, The Game, How to Become a Successful Real Estate Investor, by going to my uh, website at www.curtisrmonday.com. The book is out there. Somebody asked me, was I doing anything uh, like any special holiday sales or, uh, or after Christmas sales with the book? And my answer is nope. I mean, why? <laughs> why? It's the gift that keeps on giving. If you follow the things in the book, um, Hell, Christmas would be a lot easier from a financial standpoint. And shout out to everyone uh, who celebrated Christmas uh, safely yesterday. I had a, a great time just kind of hanging out with my family. Um, and we didn't do, I mean, we, we adhere to the social distancing. We didn't have 
uh, large gatherings at all. We've been primarily operating within a bubble um, for the most part, just, you know, just immediate family. And so just got a chance to see my dad and, 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 and let my son kind of play with his grandfather and, and his aunt and that, Hey, that pretty much was, the the, the the gist of it, you know, with our close-knit family. So it's different now with uh, fatherhood when you look, having to, to, you know, deal with or, or celebrate holidays. It's different, you know, different. Like my gifts are different. Like I don't get any gifts. I got um, JB gave me one good gift, and I think my sister actually gave me a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that, that I needed. But for the most part, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's a shift, you know, where at one point it was all about me. And all the great gifts I can get now, I'm probably the, the gift giver, and I'm cooking and all those things. But the game has changed. It's been a game changer for me. You know, we talk about this game changer situation. We, we celebrate the game changers. Um, it, it's a it's a celebration of the uh, accolades and the talents of these different individuals who have changed the culture and the climate of the local markets and local companies. Um, I, I had the pleasure of being part of the first game changer uh, group, the first part of the graduate some 10 plus years ago, uh, when back in the dollars and cents days, and I was really, really honored by the, 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 the um, acknowledgement then and honored still and humble that I'm part of the, this group. But it had me thinking, and most times when I get to this segment of the, of the show with, with UBI, I got some profound thought, some piece of wisdom that I want to give and today I don't I just it's it just random kind of things that make you kind of go hmm and I haven't quite gotten the the answer yet and, and so maybe through me thinking out loud it'll come to me or someone will hear this and 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 give me a call and say hey Monday I feel what you're saying and this is what I think but the time game changer by definition refers to again an individual company that significantly alters the way things are done as a whole. Individual game changers find a way to stand out by their personality. You've met people like this. All the people we've had on the show for the last couple of weeks, even I guess today, although they're not part of the the game changer alum alumni, they they are still individuals who stand out with their uh, creativity, with their work ethic, with their personality, and and they they're outstanding individuals. Uh, and again, this year's uh, or this year's uh, gala is brought to you again by good friends over at Bmore Harris Bank. Um, but again, by definition, though, game changer could be an event or procedure that affects a significant shift in the current manner of doing or thinking about something. So here's my question: What event, idea, or procedure in your life needs to occur? in order for you to change your current manner of doing or thinking about something. Let me repeat that again. This is just me thinking out loud, rhetorical. You write it down, you think about it yourself, because I can't answer for you. I'm still trying to figure it out for me personally. But what event, idea, or procedure in your life needs to occur in order for you to change your current matter, manner of doing or thinking about something? We're getting ready to go into 2021. One of the... Uh, common rituals as we get ready to turn the calendar year on a, on a new coming year, a new, a new 365 days, if you will, is this, this, this notion of coming up with new year's resolutions. You know, what am I going to accomplish this year that I didn't do the last year? Right. What am I going to, what's going to be different for me this year 
than in comparison to last year. What event, idea, or procedure in your life needs to occur in order for you to change your current manner of doing or thinking about something? I was talking to a good friend of mine before the show. I call him Pudding, John. John Cannon, that's my man. My man since, since um, uh, High Park days, back in, back in the 89, 93. Oh, we graduated. 89, I got to High Park in 89. Uh, talking to John. And was, you know, going over a, a question we kind of talk about, you know, and trying to figure out the answer to something. And he basically, his answer he basically gave me was that if you don't change your way of thinking about something Monday, or you change your way of thinking about this particular topic, then you'll find yourself caught up in an infinite loop, or he put it as chasing, right? In my mind, I translate that you will be caught up in an infinite loop you will become the proverbial hamster running around in the wheel. Yeah, you expend an energy, right? But you're not really going anywhere. You think about the hamster. And I, and I, I thought about that, and it really struck a chord. And it, 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 as we celebrate game changers, if we celebrate these entrepreneurs in business, game changers aren't the individuals, aren't the hamsters in the wheel, right? They're going somewhere. They're doing something. They are finding a way to alter themselves, their environment, their company in a significant way. But how many of us have been exhibiting behaviors that is akin to that hamster running around in a circle in, in the wheel, chasing, infinite loop, going nowhere, spending energy, countless hours, going round and round and round and round. You say a lot in relationships. Right, you know that the relationship is toxic. You know you need to get out of it, but nevertheless, you don't. Well, why don't you? Why, why, why don't we get out those situations that that we should? It, it brings me to this this notion as I study game changes, as I study people. When I, I talked about the the course, the game, uh, and and offering individuals to to come and train with real estate investing, it's a very very interesting thing as to why people continue to go around in that proverbial hamster wheel that circle that spending a lot of energy and going nowhere why you can be in a relationship and you know you need to get out that relationship but you don't do it or why you can tell yourself that i want to start a business but you've never done it see my thesis is that or my theory rather is that pain tends to be the 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 the, the best catalyst for change like we'll continue to go in that wheel, continue to have that idea in your mind about this business you may want to start, this this financial windfall you want to create, the generational wealth you want to create, and you attend to you you will keep going around and around in that in that cycle that doesn't get you to the end point or the goal you're trying to reach until pain kicks in. It's funny that the loss of something or a traumatic experience tends to be the only or the best catalyst for you to, to take action. You heard me talk about a tale, T-A-L-E, a tale of what you want to do, a, a, a tale of why you can't do it, but you never get to the testimony without having the action. You need that catalyst to get you to take action, and sometimes that's often pain. I had the saying that change only occurs when the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of doing something different. You're only ready to move when the pain of staying put, the, the pain of staying in that hamster wheel starts to get so intense that when you compare that pain 
to the pain of discomfort that you have to endure to get to your ultimate goal of starting that business or beginning to invest or buying that piece of real estate that you actually move. Why is it that people can identify their current problem? They can express discontent and the pain of the current situation, but yet are unwilling to change the game. Say it again. Why are people able to identify the current problem, express discontent with the pain associated with their current problem, but are unwilling to do what's necessary to change their circumstances? That's why we celebrate game changers. I think we celebrate game changers and we call these individuals unique because they're talented, they're creative. But I think one of the, the things that go unspoken about these individuals is that they are willing to push past that level, of dis- that push past their current situation and venture out into the realm of discomfort in the pursuit of their dreams. We have a, a, a young entrepreneur who's going to be on the show to talk about uh, her push in the spirits industry as an African-American woman and all the different challenges. She could have stayed put. She was, this dream that she had was 35 years in the making. You hear the story. Going around and around and around to a certain degree. And then she pushed out and did something different. You hear about a gentleman who is in Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Many of us don't know what the hell that is, but somehow, some way, he pushed past. When I talk to so many individuals about, you know, signing up for the course, it's 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 amazing how they can articulate to me this this idea of of what they want to do: create generational wealth, build something for their families, change the financial landscape, but don't take the next step that's necessary to get you across the finish line. The, the, the pain in the current circumstances I've come to surmise is less than what they think the pain would be with them stepping forward. I had one woman who told me she wanted to, uh, that she wanted to learn how to real estate invest and her family, someone in her family owned and had bought like 85 houses. And my first thought is, what the hell are you talking to me for? Like, they got 85 houses. Like, if I knew somebody was was related to somebody so, who had 85 houses, we're we not family. If you can't tell me how to get one, you can't put me on for one. Like, so what are you talking to me for? But she, but she was telling me, I've been wanting to do this for 20 years. And I know somebody in my family who's done this for 85, who got 85 houses. And my husband and I, I'm 55 years old and want to retire. And my husband and I, and on and on and on and on. But didn't take the step. That's because the pain of her current situation uh, is not as great as what she perceives as the pain and discomfort to getting past to the next step. So shout out to all the game changers that, that we've talked to and the ones to come and the ones out there going after their, uh, their futures or their dreams in respect to entrepreneurship or building wealth and real estate investing or whatever thing you're doing because it takes a risk. And I encourage you guys as you get to 2021, that to really, really ask that question, what event, idea, or procedure in your life needs to occur in order for you to change your current manner of doing or thinking about something? Figure that out. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. We're going to take a break. When we come back at 935, 935, we're going to have uh, an entrepreneur going to educate us about her journey uh, in the spirits industry, uh, talk about her her. Uh, ways that she was able to be a game changer, DTUT, the founder of DTRS Enterprises. But coming up after the break, we got the founder and CEO of CoinFlip, Mr. Daniel 
Polotsky here on the Urban Business Roundtable. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Urban Business Roundtable. I'm your host, Curtis R. Monday. Call me at 773-591-1690-773-591-1690. Coming up shortly, we got D-Touch. He's the founder of DTRS Enterprises, creative of the new tropical rum. Want to hear from her and her journey. Hey, before I took a break, uh, I was talking about game changers. We got the game changer event coming up, and I posed a question. It's been getting hit on Facebook and social media. People saying, "Damn, money, that's a great question, man." And what did I ask? I asked the question. You know, what event, idea, or procedure in your life needs to occur in order for you to change your current manner of doing or thinking about something as you approach 2021? You know, what what needs to happen? And my first theory was trauma. Right? You need to have like some kind of trauma because pain always seems to be the best catalyst to get you from point A to point B. But it doesn't always have to be trauma. Let me do, take a positive spin. We'll talk about my situation for a second. The, the first game changing for me from an entrepreneurial standpoint was when I started the Curtis R. Mundy Insurance Agency. Why? Why? Because if you ever did any kind of investigation, especially a prominent African-American entrepreneurs, even during the time of uh, high racism and segregation and uh, Jim Crow laws and things of that nature, from John H. Johnson to S.B. Fuller and things of that nature, you will see that they always had multiple streams of income. They had more than one business, and they always had two staples of uh, of uh, businesses uh, in their repertoire. One was always insurance. Why? Because it's practical. People need insurance. Two was regulated. So by law, you got to have automobile insurance. And then three, I mean, and then also, if you had a piece of property, the mortgage that that you have a mortgage on, the mortgage company is going to make sure that you have insurance. But also, it's the way that it, the business works with this thing called residual income, right? Residual income, simply put, means that you sell a product, and as long as uh, you kind of manage or service said product, you'll get residual income from it. It's kind of like a modern-day example would be Netflix, right? You sign up for a Netflix account, and as long as you pay your $10, $13, $14 a month for Netflix, they'll get residual income from you month in, month out, as long as you are uh, a provider or or buyer, a subscriber of their services, right? And so with insurance, exactly the same way. You buy, you sell an auto insurance policy, it renews twice a year, and you get a, a commission, uh, twice a year on that product. Same thing with the homeowner's insurance. So the game changer for me entrepreneurially was the, the idea, the, the the realization that insurance can can really work as a as a model for the business. And then the second game changer to me also was uh, uh, was the uh, from a business standpoint, it was real estate, real estate investing. Really, if I back up, the, 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 the true game changer was the birth of my son, Chance. That was a single event that, that, that changed me. It provided a fundamental shift. It helped me. And it helped me funnel more energy into real estate investing because the, the second thing you will see with every great entrepreneur that's ever really done, especially in the African-American, even during times of unrest and segregation and racism, they always had real estate in their portfolio. Why? Because he who owns the lands owns the wealth. It's not that hard. And when you think about it and you learn the fundamentals, you can do it. It's a it's a great way to create generational wealth. Those two industries married to each other. Those two industries in conjunction with each other can put you on the path to doing some great things. And so real estate investing has, has really, really helped me. If you are interested in the course, the game, we have an eight-week online course. starts January 4th. We only are taking 10 uh, people. We have a couple of spots left. Call me, 708-505-7072, even if you think that affordability is going to be an issue for you. Let's talk. 
it is the the, the season to to give. So call me at seven zero eight five zero five seven zero seven two. On the other side, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we got Miss D Tut here on the Urban Business Roundtable, Curtis R. Monday. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Urban Business Roundtable on Curtis R. Monday. You know, our next guest is the founder of DTRS Enterprises and the creator of Savile, a tropical rum cocktail. She's a minority fe- she's a minority female in the spirits industry who has brought her product back to market during the pandemic. Her journey has been 35 years in the making, and then originally she was concocting her tasty rum drink for party pitchers and punch bowls for gatherings with families and friends. But this former hairstylist decided not to give up on her passion project. She went to work. She refined it in the kitchen, not in the lab, and she based her feedback on the people that always have the most criticism for us as entrepreneurs, family, and friends. And so her, her, her road hasn't been easy, but through perseverance, trusting her instincts, and surrounding herself with people that encourage her journey, she's been able to uh, uh, be a success. And so I want to say good morning to, uh, I guess this morning, uh, Miss D. Tuck. Good morning to you, D. How you doing? Good morning, Curtis. How are you? I can't complain, D. And uh, as you and I talk, I, I pray that uh, you have a happy and safe holiday season and that your family is safe during this tough pandemic season. You as well. You as well. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for our nation here that uh, we pull through this swiftly. Uh, we've had, what, nine months of this? And, you know, I know people are getting tired, but we got to hang in there. Yeah, yeah. We have a little light at the end of the tunnel. Just got to be strong for you know, a little while longer, and then, and then hopefully we can we can stem the tide on this. Um, you are a, a person that can definitely speak of speak to the importance of, of perseverance. And when I read your story and, and and saw that thirty-five year time frame, you know, in respect to how long you've been engaged in pursuit of your dream, uh, I had to commend you um, because I know that if someone there are people out there that would have given up in thirty-five days. If it did, if it didn't work the way that they thought the idea should work, thirty-five days into it, but you stayed the course thirty-five years. How were you able to persevere that long in pursuit of uh, of your dream, D? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to thank you, Curtis, for having me on this morning. But no, it's 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 a drink that I've been making for over thirty-five years, so I didn't start out, uh, you know, wanting to be in the alcohol industry. Actually, this was not in, in my plans at all. But, um, you know, as life evolves, things turn in from one thing to another. I started out as a uh, hairstylist, and um, I'm a person who loves to entertain in my home. And I've just been making, it was a, you know, uh, a rum uh, cocktail that I've been making for years. And so just through the uh, years of uh traveling and living in different areas, I would serve this drink uh, to family and friends. And they always loved it, but they always had their little, you know, comments about it. It was too strong. It was too this. It was too that, you know. So I kind you know, uh, visiting the Caribbean islands where uh, the name is derived from, uh, it's pronounced Savile, Savile Tropical Rum Cocktail. It means a taste of the islands. So mm. I would um, get things from the bartenders, you know, i sit with the bartenders and see what they were putting in their specialty rum drinks and, you know, bring it home and try it out on, on friends and family at the next gathering. And uh, it wasn't until uh, 
I guess it was around 2012, you know, people kept asking me to make this, this drink for them, you know, uh, for their events because they really, really love the taste. And they just encouraged me just to, you know, put this, put the brand on the market. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you and I are saying the exact same thing because somewhere, some, someone listened to our conversation, D they, they, they may be a, a barber or they, they may work at, at a local department store, but they got something that they've been doing on the side for forever. And someone has been telling them, Hey, you know what? You should really think about X, Y, and Z. And forever they haven't moved on it. They haven't moved on it. And for you, it was you had this 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 tasty beverage that you would just give to to gatherings, to entertainment, and and things of that nature. But you finally took that that thing that that you know you had some there. You had an inkling, and you finally decided mm-hmm. to move on it. What was the 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 watershed moment, D, that made you say, okay, l- let me just take this from you know novelty hobby with families and friends to let me make this a real business? What was that moment that you made the shift? Well, uh, basically, it was a push. It was a push. Uh, like the family and friends, they kept, you know, asking me to make it. So, you know, I, you know, I, I did it okay. But it was my um, husband and uh, children that kept saying, you know, hey, you're, you're, you're sitting on your oil. So this is basically, you know, what God has provided you to, you know, uh, make a means uh, for. Uh, uh, a living or whatever. And so um, I just, you know, I had, I had to go out there on faith. Um, it, you know, it wasn't an easy decision to make because it's an alcohol brand. And, uh, you know, I had my, my doubts about, you know, putting something out on the market that I knew would be tasty to the younger generation. And, you know, I, the guilt that, you know, if someone were to get hurt, but, you know, I had to I had to get past that. So, you know, I like I said, I took that leap of faith. I prayed about it hmm. and I felt like I got my answer to go ahead and, and you know, do this this venture. And uh here I am. So well, that, uh, that that's interesting though, Dean and I mean to interrupt. You actually had guilt about creating a product for fear that, that someone would get hurt by by using your product? Absolutely. I mean, because it is an alcohol beverage. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a mom. I'm a grandmother. So, you know, I um, I know that you know my brand is for people who are 21 and over, but it's a very tasty drink. It's right. a very tasty drink that can appeals to all ages. And so, you know, I just I don't know. I had to get over that and yeah. say, you know what. Um, Let's let's go ahead and do this and um, and do it the right way and have integrity b- behind it and I think the the blessings will come. So that's basically you know how how I I went I went ahead and, and launched the brand. You, you know, know out just no, out here on faith. Yeah, and and that's all it takes. All you need is faith the size of a mustard seed to to move mountains. Um, I saw I, I read a. Um, was it an interview that I read or, or saw on YouTube? But I came across an interview with Kanye West, and he was talking about his challenges with breaking into the the um, um, the fashion industry. And as he described it, he described it as kind of like a good old boy system dominated by white males, and the barriers to entry were really, really tough. And I got to imagine when I read your bio, you also endured – uh, a, a tough go at it too, because your industry and the spirits industry is kind of similar with with high barriers and entries. Talk to us about your challenges with getting started. 
you you know so when when you do something you know especially that you really don't know much about and you know i didn't know much about the spirits industry i know how to partake in the spirits <laughs> industry but not <laughs> but not to actually you know i didn't really know about the spirits so you 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 uh you find mentors and um it is it's the good old boy network and I, you know i'm grateful to these uh these men who was trying to show me the industry but um they did try to uh discourage me from being in this industry it's like you know come on a black woman in uh the spirits industry you know just you know take your losses because i created a brand Savile, even though you know it's it's all natural, gluten free, vegan, and you know when people hear that they think, oh, it must not taste that great. But I, you know, I must say it, you know, it, it's very tasty, and um, I just wanted to make sure that I created a clean label. Uh, people are now, you know, before people didn't really. Uh, look at ingredients to see what they were intaking, you know, uh, what they were consuming. And um, I wanted a clean brand that wasn't going to make people sick um, and that people can, even though alcohol is not he- uh, a healthy choice, but make it the healthier choice. Um, and they tried to discourage me from using all-natural uh, ingredients. They said no one cared about gluten-free or being vegan or what's in a product. Just cheapen the brand using artificial uh, preservatives and cut your cut your cost. And you know, and then we could sell this for seven ninety nine a bottle. You know, well that's that was not my plan or my vision. And I, you know, I just thank them for what. Um, you know, their advice. And I said, but I'm, you know, I'm so, I'm sorry, but that's not my goal. And I took my brand from uh, here in Illinois, where I had these mentors and I took it to California and where I was born and raised. And I knew that um, in California, at, uh, when I took my brand there, that the people there, <clears throat> a lot of people there are into the healthier choices. Right. Right. And um, so I felt if my brand can make it in California, it could make it across the country, even though I wanted to launch here right here in my backyard. But um, they weren't they weren't seeing my vision. So, you know, I I would not want to give up easily. So I said, well, hey, you know, let's let's go another route. And like I said, you no, no, I was going to say, and I applaud you for, for having the, the, the courage and conviction of, of your of your vision. As, I, as I'm listening to you, it does sound like there's nothing healthy about Hennessy. <laughs> like, 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 you know, that's probably the, 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 the great part of it. You know, it's not supposed to be. I mean, it does its thing. So, yeah, I, so when you said it, like, you know, oh, naturally, like, really? Really, you can you can you can go there with it, and so I'm like, damn, D, that's creative. Like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. At, at first thought, D, I'm like, well, how does that work? But it's it obvious it's work. Let me ask you this: as a as a as a uh, female African American entrepreneur, what has been your biggest challenge in starting your business, and how are you able to overcome it? Hmm. Well, there's been many challenges, but when I started. Um when I started this venture, you know, I had 
X amount of dollars to invest. And, you know, you, you, you go to people, you say, well, how, you know, how much does it really cost to launch a brand on the market? And they say, well, you just need, you know, this amount. Well, <laughs> that went out the door. Um, so you find yourself having to, you know, once the, when I first launched this brand back in 2015, people really took a liking to it. I had to give a lot of product away to um, let people know about the brand. So, you know, and so they really encouraged me, the, the people, the early Savile uh, fans. They they really encouraged me, you know, hey, this is some good stuff, blah, blah, blah. Just let's keep it going. So when I sold out of the brand in um, 2018, uh, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Because the money also runs out, you know, uh, when you're using your own um, yeah, money to fund a company. Right. And so he had to go back, um, get investors. Now, for a black female trying to raise money for a company that's not really well known. It's, um, it's a, it's a challenging, it's very challenging. And, um, but I, you know, it, it took years to raise the funds that was needed, um, to, to keep, you know, get another production and, uh, tweak, tweak the, um, brand and, and repackage and reformulate the brand. Um, and, but I found, you know, finally after so many, uh, a lot of no's, uh, there were some, uh, people who, uh, really believed in the brand and, um, you know, they, they, they put, they put their money up for it to, you know, they, they want to see it successful as well. So, um, I'm not saying that I'm there yet with the fundraising for the brand. Um, I'm still out here on faith that, you know, things will work out and um, I'm just moving forward. And yeah. so that was uh, a big challenge is to get an investor. Sure. Sure. And, and again, access to capital for, for most entrepreneurs is always uh, a, sometimes can be a challenge, but it's, it's going to be a continuous thing that you're always doing. Even with what I do with real estate investing, you know, trying to find investors for projects. Cause you're right. You can only fund so much of your own endeavors out your own money for, for so long before you kind of need an infusion of cash. Um, D you've had the pandemic of 2020, like us all, and you're going into 2021. You've heard me kind of, if you listen to the earlier part of the show, you heard me talk about, Hey, you know what, how do you, change the flip the switch and change your mindset and move forward, especially in the new year. Talk to us briefly about your goals for the, 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 the brand and the business in 2021. Well, uh, yeah, let me just say this. Um, okay. So once we got our production out there, of course, here comes another challenge in the pandemic. And it's like, uh, you know, when you, never uh, had a brand before, you know, if you never tasted something before, you're really kind of hesitant about purchasing it, you know, not unless someone told you that this brand is, and this, this uh, brand is really good. You should try it. So uh, we heavily relied on in-store tastings where people come in and they taste your brand. They say, Hey, I love it. You know, buy it. Mm. Uh, well, the pandemic, you know, kind of smashed that. So yeah. there's no in-store tastings right now. And so we had to rethink of how are we going to launch this brand during a pandemic? Well, uh, I won't say fortunately, but think, uh, but fortunately for 
people, people are doing things more online, e-commerce. And, you know, so we had to rethink um, how are we going to get our brand out there. So, uh, you know, our platform, we can be uh, bought uh, just about anywhere in the United States. We can be purchased anywhere in the United States online uh, through our website, and it routes you to different retailers. So we just have to rethink of how we can sell the product, but, you know, we just have to um, ramp up our, our, our social media and just, you know, encourage our friends and the people who have tried the brand to let other people know that this brand is out there and it is a female um, black business and, you know, hey, let's just, just give it a chance. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. 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 2020, I mean, 2020 has been, uh, and with COVID-19 has been a hell of a business disruptor and it's caused a lot of entrepreneurs to be able to be forced us to be creative and figure out uh, alternate ways to get our products out to the market and, and keep the, you know, keep the business running. So kudos and, and hats off to you uh, for those individuals who want to know more about your business and want to support the, the brand. Where can they find you? Yeah. So, you know, please visit our website at Sabile. um, Cocktails.com, and that's S as in Sam, A as in Alfred, V as in Victor, I, L, E as in Edward, Cocktails.com. Uh, check out my more of my story, and there's um, a button on there is that uh, you can buy, and like I said, it ships to just about any place in the United States. And then also please follow us on our social media which is drink, the word drink, Sabile, um, is our social media handle. And just check out to see what we're about. Yeah. And hopefully, well, you know, we can bring our brand here to uh, Illinois. And that's what we're looking for right now as a distributor. That's another challenging aspect of the brand. Well, let's you and I stay in contact, D. And, and again, we can be a resource to help you with that as things as things proceed and, and throughout the year. But in the meantime, between time, please be safe and have a happy holiday season and, and congratulations and much wish success for you, your family, and your brand going forward. Thank you, and the same for you. All right. Appreciate have it. Have a happy new year. You too. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, great information. I, I mean, you see a consistent theme here on the Urban Business Roundtable when you have individuals who uh, have went out there and took the leap of faith and started their own business. Uh, and kind of um, uh, went out there and put it out on the line. You, you hear these, these different stories of perseverance, of obstacles, of trying to raise capital, of individuals trying to, to get you off the your, your your path and getting you off your square. And you got to you know kind of keep locked in. Again, if you've been given a vision, if you've been given uh, some kind of uh, idea, in my opinion, God put it in you. It is worth a season of discomfort and in pursuing said dream or said vision simple you know go ahead and do it and so we appreciate it so i want you guys to keep it locked here on wvon all day uh coming up at 11 o'clock it's going to be c flips he flips with ej williams and myself keep it locked here on the only station that matters uh, i don't do this for my first name i do this for my last name chance jordan monday daddy loves you i got to get out of here say what you want to about me but I always know that i did it my way god bless